Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. He's saying this is what the kingdom of God is. This is what the kingdom of God does. And they believed it because the power of the kingdom was present. With Pastor Jay Petty. It was demonstrated by the power of the Holy Spirit in his midst. And that power released those who were held captive by the power of the enemy. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. He asked you to receive the gifts that he's given you. He's asked you to walk in those gifts and live inside of them. He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now let's join Pastor Jay Petty for this week's Sunday Sermon. Things I want to talk about this morning is the continuation of the kingdom and what it means to the believer. And what it's supposed to mean to the believer. From the time that Jesus began his ministry, he preached the kingdom of God, period. Sometimes we don't get a real clear picture of what that means when we're reading through the scriptures, but I'm telling you, it's almost in every verse. All the way through Matthew, he's talking about the kingdom of God, talking about the kingdom of God. And in the early church, they preached the kingdom of God. Why? Because of what it represented. What it represents to you and me. We kind of lose that through time. But the power of the kingdom is what we live in. There's only two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. Now the kingdom of this world is all this stuff on the outside of us. You know? And we're always trying to be drawn out to that through our wants and desires. But the thing is, what God wants is for us to understand that we can live in this world and live apart from it. And I want to, that's what I want to talk about this morning. But let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, teach us your path, show us your ways. Father, reveal to us through your word. Father, help us to understand in our hearts and walk with you in Jesus' name. In Romans 14, 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but it is righteousness, uh, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to key on some words here. The kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. I just want you to see that. You don't look any further than the fact that the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. It's what's in the Holy Spirit represents the kingdom of God in the earth. God gives us the kingdom. Now the keys of the kingdom is power and authority in whatever God gives you to do. In other words, if he's called you to be a teacher, if he's called you to be a teacher, then he gives you the authority and the power of a teacher to teach the Word of God. This is completely different than going to school and being educated. These things I'm speaking to comes out of the Holy Spirit by the Spirit of God in us. So the, the kingdom of God is, say, it's not eating, it's not drinking, it's not all the things that we sometimes want to make it be, but it's simplicity is that what we find in the kingdom, we find in the Holy Spirit, period. 
Now, I know there's a lot of words about the Holy Spirit, but I want to say to you that being baptized in the Holy Spirit simply means to be saturated, saturated in the power of the Spirit. What does that mean? That's what brings us into the kingdom of God. And, and if we remain in the kingdom, we live inside of that kingdom, the benefits of the kingdom begin to pour out of our lives. We begin, we read the Bible and say, well, God, where's this? Where's that? How come this isn't happening? Why isn't that happening? Because they're found not in us. They're found in him. See, the key is that righteousness, this, is, this, this word simply means a quality or a state or an ideal of being just and fair and impartial in our relationships with one another. That's how God the Holy Spirit is with us. He's fair. He's impartial. He doesn't pick one over another. His relationship with us is right. And when we're in the Holy Spirit, we find that that quality or that characteristic begins to be in us and begins to come out of us. So that on our relationships with one another, it's always balanced. That the peace of God is always there. It's not peace with God, this is the peace of God. That the peace of God rests upon us when we rest in the Holy Spirit. And that the joy of the Spirit is when we rest in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom. That's the power of the kingdom. That's the power of God in, in the kingdom in us. So that's where we begin this morning. Acts 2.38, And Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. First, you've got to be born again. Secondly, then it says, then it says, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift, the, the charisma of the Holy Spirit. Of, of us being, that gift of us being able to be in him and move with him and walk with him as we walk through this life. It walks through it with our relationships and the things that he's called us to do in the work that he sets before us. It all comes out of the Spirit in our lives. I've seen God do some amazing things, but they always come because of the Holy Spirit's working through an individual's life. Doesn't matter who it is. God doesn't care about the fact that we are human beings. The point is, is he says, I'll choose you if you'll choose me. He doesn't make, he's not partial. Well, you look better, so I'm going to choose you. Now, he demonstrates that in the Old Testament when he chose Saul, being a big guy and ruling the nation, and found out that even Saul was not capable. He floundered it. He lost it. Then he chose David, a little guy. 
I'm happy because I'm a little guy. He chose a little guy. Why? Because a little guy is a little bit, you know, because in, in this case, God revealed himself through David's life. Because David went after God. And through David, God did amazing things. So God didn't, God didn't say, well, I, I, I'm going to choose David over Saul. It was how Saul and David lived their lives. It's what they chose. And the point is, is that when we receive this gift of the Holy Spirit, it enables us, gives us the ability to walk in the kingdom and to represent the kingdom of God in the earth. In every aspect of our lives, we have the power to represent that and to allow that to flow out of us because we are in, because we are in the Holy Spirit. I can't emphasize that enough. It's not us, it's Him. We're not in control, He is. And when we put ourselves in subjection, and yielding ourselves into the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, then we begin to see the results of that in ministry. Here's Philip. Philip was uh, one of those guys. And it says in Acts 8, 6 through 12, And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, uh, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man by the name of Simon, who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed, for at least to the greatest saying, this man is a great man of power, the power of God. They all believed that he had the power of God, but he was just manipulating them. That's all. And he was using black arts to do it. That's exactly what was going on. There's a real power on both sides. Sometimes we don't see that. But we should not deceive ourselves that the enemy has power too. It's just that the power in us is greater than the power that he has. And when people are deceived by the dark power, then they begin to follow that because they believe that that's something. But when we, the people of God, begin to operate in the Spirit of God and produce the power of God, it defeats the power of darkness. That's what it does. That's what it's meant to do. So he said, uh, let me find my place. And they heeded him because they had uh, astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, hear that word? That's what it takes. It takes believing. God is moved by faith. He's not moved by how much we know. 
is moved by faith, by your believing him, no matter what. And they believed what Philip was saying. Why? Because he was operating in the Holy Spirit. And out of the Holy Spirit came some amazing things. Miracles, healings, deliverances. Just began to pour out of him. Why? Because Philip was a man who was standing in the kingdom of God and operating in the power of the kingdom, releasing the power of the kingdom upon mankind. That's what really was happening. As, and it says, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God. Here's Philip preaching the kingdom of God. He's saying, this is what the kingdom of God is. This is what the kingdom of God does. And they believed it because the power of the kingdom was present. So it wasn't just words. It was demonstrated by the power of the Holy Spirit in his midst. And that power released those who were held captive by the power of the enemy and caused them to believe that in the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. And both men and women were baptized. In other words, they confessed their sins, they believed by faith, they received Christ in their hearts, and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit. No, they didn't, because Peter and John came later. It's where you stand that makes the difference. A team, any team it is that works together and becomes proficient in what they're doing becomes an unstoppable force. You guys probably watched that movie 300, right? And they were an unstoppable force. Why? Because they practiced they worked together. They, they, they worked as a team. Everything they did was in uniform. And they defeated hundreds and hundreds of people that couldn't even get near them. We're not islands. We're never meant to walk this course alone. We're meant to unify. And walk as a team, representing the power of God in the earth. First Corinthians four nineteen says, "But I will come shortly." This is Paul speaking. If the Lord wills, and I will know, not the words of those who are puffed up. You know how people are they. Say what they say, you know, doesn't mean they have anything in what they say, they just say it. Ever met a bully? He's a pretty good bully until someone punches back, right? Right? You know? Uh, most people, even a little guy, if you go to fight him, if he'll fight you back, he'll hit you, they'll become friends. You know why? Because he's not afraid. Now what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that sometimes people walk around puffed up words saying this and saying that. But the kingdom of God is just not words. It's power. What kind of power? Dunamis power. Miraculous power. 
power that saves, power that heals, power that delivers, the power of God that moves, the power of God that exists inside of everyone who has that Spirit of God working in them. God never left us to do it alone. Man, I tell you what, I'd rather fight with fight a battle with someone at my side than try to fight it by myself. In a spiritual battle, man, when people begin to lock arms and they begin to fight together, it becomes a, a, a force that cannot, it has to be reckoned with. If the enemy can do it, he'll isolate you, pull you off the side, and try to destroy your life. That's how he works. He works always in darkness. But if you're a part of something greater than yourself, and if you're not united with people that are greater than yourself, and you stand with people who all have the same understanding of that spiritual battle that's in them, you become invincible. He can't get to you. He can't defeat you. That's the whole problem. We don't want to be defeated. We want victory. But it doesn't mean that we're not going to have to go through the water. It doesn't mean that we're not going to go through the fire. It just means that we're going to come out on the other side victorious. That's what it means. See, it, it's not for the kingdom of God is not word, but, but in power. It comes in power. It comes when we begin to realize that we need to un be in the Holy Spirit. We need to be moved by the Holy Spirit. We need to be in that kingdom. And that kingdom is a kingdom of power. And what it does for us, it gives us the ability to do the work and the will of God in the earth. To change those things that are as though they're supposed to be. What does that mean? Souls being saved. That means souls being saturated with the Spirit. That means training people in the kingdom of God. And training them to be warriors for the kingdom of God. Training them to operate in the power of God. Training them to be the people that God has called us to be. Boy, I'll tell you what, that's... Uh, different story sometimes than what we understand. People ask me, well, how come God's not doing this or that? Do you know that there's an answer for every human need out of the Word of God? But there's also a power for every need, for every individual, in the kingdom of God. How do I know that? Because that's the way Jesus lived. Someone had a need, he touched it. Period. He spoke to it. So did the apostles, if you don't want to know the truth. Here is, how, how did a man by the name of Peter walk down the street and every soul that was touched by his shadow got healed or delivered or set free. How? How was it that when Peter and John went to the gate called Beautiful and they reached out to a crippled man who had been crippled for 40 years, 
How did that man receive power and healing in an instant? How? What I'm talking to you about, that's what I'm talking to you about. Is the, is the kingdom power flowing out of individuals touching other people, bringing and releasing the power of God's grace into their life? Peter, Peter and John just said, I don't, we don't have money, but we have something greater than money. We have the kingdom of God. That's not what they said, but that's what happened. And the power of the Spirit was released into them and affected their lives and, and changed it, set a whole course of action. People got saved out of it. Made a lot of people mad, too. The ruling class, it made them mad. <laughs> you want to affect the ruling class? Let this kingdom of God affect the earth. It'll mess them all up. They'll do everything in their power to stamp it out. Remember reading the story when the charismatic, or when the, in the early days of the early Pentecostal church went into effect. There was a man who was, I can't remember where he was at, but he was in a different place and someone wrote him a letter about all that God was doing. About everything. So he went out in the middle of nowhere, got under a tree and began to read that letter. And that letter was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was talking about the power of God. That guy got so filled with God that he went back into town. That's a true story, by the way. He walked into places like where the government officials were. And he went in and he began to talk to them about what, what the Word of God was telling him. And pretty soon, every one of those people started getting saved. And it changed that whole community simply because the kingdom extending its arm out and touching their lives. You can't save them. You can't change them. It's not in your power to do that. It's in his power and his power alone. I don't know why we think we can change things without him. We can't. Let's bring it home to a little more simpler fact about that. Have you ever tried to save someone that didn't want to be saved? Did you talk yourself blue in the face? Didn't do you any good? What changed them? It's when God got them in a position so that his spirit could touch them. And when his spirit touched them, it changed their hearts. And all the working that you tried to accomplish came to nothing. Prayer has more power than you'll ever know. I was in a church service in Phoenix and the pastor asked everybody to come up and pray for their family. I came up and I knelt at the altar and I was praying for my family and God spoke to me. And he said to me, you know the reason you're here? I said, no. He said, it was your mom's prayers that brought you to this place. It was in the secret, in the quiet recesses of her own heart, for her own family, that she was crying out to God. It's him. It's always him. It has to be him.
And that's why it's so important that we position ourselves so that we're in him. Oh, Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need you. I need you, Jesus. I need you in my life. But there's a place where we have to understand that God is bringing us to and that he's drawing us in. Tell you another story quickly. Uh, I don't know if any of you know who Phil Driscoll is, but I uh, was in uh, Houston watching this. Me and my wife went with a couple, another couple. Never even heard the guy. And he played a simple E flat fuglehorn. If you know what that is, it's a glorified trumpet. And he was, uh, he was playing that horn his horn and there was such an unbelievable anointing that began to pour out into that room and I couldn't do anything except pray forgive me Lord forgive me Lord I was so broken by the weighty presence of God that over, it just weighed down on me and it felt like my, honestly, it felt like my skin was just drooping off of my body. I know it wasn't, but that's the way it felt. This man walked in the anointing. But I promise you one thing, he walked in the Holy Spirit. And when he walked in the Holy Spirit, the power of God was released in the ministry of what he was doing. And it began to fill that whole room. And everyone began, everybody in that room was crying. I'm telling you right now. Everybody was broken by the Spirit of God in that place. When we allow ourselves to be in the Holy Spirit. When we allow ourselves to operate in the Holy Spirit. When we allow ourselves to be saturated by the Holy Spirit. Then the power of God begins to flow out of us. Great and awesome and mighty things begin to happen. It's not about you. It's about Him. It's about the place you position your life. You want people healed? Really? Really? Do you know what comes out of the Holy Spirit? The gifts of the Spirit. That's what comes out of the Holy Spirit. When you're in the Holy Spirit, He gives you gifts and abilities. Some of you have the gifts of healing. You don't even know it. Why? Because you've never been to that place. And even if you have been, you haven't stayed there. Because I can tell you a little secret. The church should be self-regenerating. Self-regenerating. And what I mean by that, the gifts of the Spirit that God gives us should be being used inside of the church to minister to the needs of the church. And the people who are sick should be being healed. And those who need a miracle should be getting one. What did Jesus say? Uh, what did Paul say in Galatians? How did, you, how, did you, how did you get it? How did you get your miracle? By, by the law or by the hearing of faith? The grace of God flows freely when we're in the position where that freedom can pour. 
You think God wants to see somebody sick? You really think that? You think he wants to see a blind guy? Or someone who has B-fib? Or somebody else that has another need? Whether it's psychological or physical or mental or spiritual, I don't care what it is. If you don't have a problem now, you're going to, I promise you. I don't care how well fit you think you are. Sooner or later, it's going to show up. And you know what you're going to need? You're going to need somebody that has the gifts of healing to bring healing to your life. Or you're going to need someone who has the working of miracles that, that can bring a miracle into your life because you really need it. All of these things come from the same place in which all of us are a part of but may not be involved in. And that is the Holy Spirit. How do 12 guys turn the world upside down? In less than 50 years, the whole world has got churches established and all kinds of powerful things are taking place. How? Like, the way they did it is the same way that's always been done. What comes out of and what we're in. If righteousness and peace and joy are in the Holy Spirit, then if we want those things, we have to be in the Holy Spirit. If we want to see the dunamis power of God, which is in the Holy Spirit, we have to be in the Holy Spirit to release that power to those who are around us. Pretty simple, isn't it? We've made it so much harder than what it needs to be. You know what? We did. We made it about us. What I have to do. We put ourselves under some kind of demand that I have to perform. And we find that we're not capable of doing it. God never asked you to perform. He asked you to believe. That's what he asked you to do. He asked you to receive the gifts that he's given you. He's asked you to walk in those gifts and live inside of them. He's given us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what, you know what that is? That's himself. That's what he's done. He's given us of himself. And you know what we do? We don't even heed it. Now you know, now you can see why the earth's in trouble. This is relational. And in that relationship with God, understanding what God wants to do and operate in with him so he can accomplish it. It's not just about being saved. That was only the gateway into the things of the kingdom. But there are certain things that God has given you in the kingdom. See? That's what it is. In the kingdom.
When he said to Peter and John, I give you the, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Simply what that means in the New Testament is power and authority over certain things. And so for you, it's power and authority over all sickness and disease. For you, it's power and authority to work the workings of miracles. To you, it is the power and the authority to work in the administrations of God. I could go on and on that the workings of which I'm speaking to, it doesn't come out of us, it comes out of him. It doesn't come because we know more, it comes because we yield more. And we allow God to move in us. But first we have to position ourselves in him. That's the only way it works. I surrender. I surrender, Lord. Who becomes the greatest in the kingdom? Who? Huh? Who? Who's the greatest in the kingdom? Who's the what? The least? He who is the least. It's easy. We just make it hard. Amen. So I'll stand up. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. That's a, the royal banner. We must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, we hear the battle cry. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. <laughs> Been too long for me. I don't sing hymns anymore, so I can't remember them. Sometimes I can't remember how to play them. This morning I'm going to ask you to do something very simple. Give up your life. Give up your life. You have to give up your life. And you have to yield your life to him. God's waiting on you. I don't care what it is, if it's hurt, resentment, bitterness. I don't care where you've been. I don't care where you walked. I don't care what you think about yourself. Give it up. All of those things are standing in the way of what God wants to do in your life. You can't say but. You can only say God do. I yield. Simple thing about faith is this. Lord, I trust you no matter what. And leave it there. Quit trying to figure it out. You got me, Lord. That's all you got to know is he's got you. All you got to know that, that that you have his son in your heart. All you got to know is that you submit your life to him. 
to walk in him and believe that. It's so simple. We make it so hard. We build a mountain out of a molehill and all of this. Instead of saying, Lord, I trust you. I'm trusting you, Lord. Even though I don't know the outcome, I'm trusting you. I'm just believing God somehow, in some way, you got this and you're going to take care of it. I don't know how. Do you know what he'll do to you? He'll put you in a position where you have no choice. And when you get to that position, what are you going to do? If you don't understand that God's after you, period. You're his child, period. He loves you, period. He wants you, period. He doesn't care where you've been. He cares where you're going. Jeff, take your hands off. Whatever it is that you're fighting, take your hands off of it. You know how easy it is for God? The snap of a finger. No matter what it is, it's the snap of a finger. But that thing is standing between you and Him. That's what it is. It's getting in the way of all you think you know and all the things that you think you have power over. And you come to the realization you don't. Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message by Pastor Jay Petty. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.